0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. More importantly, follow the podcast itself on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-POD. Facebook facebook.com slash H E F pun is where all the leads i information in the English language can be found. And of course you can always, uh, hit us up at, uh, that email address is Hey, I'm Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, uh, little different uh style of uh bringing our podcast together um so we actually finished recording late late tuesday night in the united states and woke up to the news that oliver glasna would be the eintracht manager so uh superseding that a little bit i am here to welcome matt in new york yo and nathan in st louis what up (laughs) <laughs> and here we are. You know, a few months ago, Ari Hutter announced that he would not be able to, well, he was choosing to not uh, be the Eintracht manager anymore. And so we started going into uh, just an absolute fitting rage, and uh, which was completely understandable. But the fact of the matter is, boys, that we now have a new manager. We have Oliver Glasner is joining the Eintracht from um, uh I don't even know what those those letters are beforehand of Wolfsburg, but, uh, you know, the Wolves decided that they really didn't like the guy who led them to the fourth place, the quarterfinal of the uh, Depe Pokal for the season in previous, in his previous season, also led them to the Europa League, finishing in seventh place last season. It kind of seems absolutely banana lands crazy that they would want to get rid of such a coach, and yet they have Matt gotta say this is great pickup by the untracked
1: yeah i mean especially for you know him having a five million dollar release clause only getting him for 1.8 i mean steal of the steal of the season i guess if you would want to say um kind of kind of you know we got all that money that we got from the, the name we should not speak of anymore uh, from box, <laughs> exactly. And now we invested it into or we invested part of that into someone who is, you know, on the up and ups. You know, he's, um, you know, a hot manager in terms of like, you know, his success, you know, going up from, you know, a small side of club, you know, working at um, um, working at. Wolfsburg for a little bit then, showing success in there, moving up from the Europa to the Champions League with Wolfsburg. And now, you know, he kind of gets to do the same thing with Frankfurt now. You know, we're in the Europa League spot right now. He's coming in with, you know, some, you know, hopefully gets to keep some of the players that is on his roster. And hopefully he can bring some players in that he has on his like on his own yeah. kind of roster. So. Um, it's exciting it's a it's a it's a fresh mind into like the big stage quote unquote and you know we welcome him with open arms with obvious reasons
0: Matt what do you think Uh, what do you think about uh, uh, excuse me uh, the kind of next step for us I guess them with glass before I kick it back over to Nathan next step in terms of like what kind of success he needs yeah what i mean are we in are we just a stepping stone like it's obvious that he had troubles at Wolfsburg, but you know suddenly he's uh with the eintracht
1: hmm i mean he's gonna bring us to the champions league he's gonna bring us to the promised land that's what i'm hoping for (laughs) (laughs) i mean i hope he's not he's not here just to keep us like within the top 10 you know like granted we are coming off a record season but let's keep the momentum going i mean obviously In realistic terms, it's going to be, you know, very, very difficult to reach the um, Champions League with whatever summer chances we are going to be getting. But, you know, like I said, fresh mind. He could be bringing in some players. He could be attractive to a lot of players that, you know, are not as uh, well known, um, you know, on the outside of things. And so, you know, I I expect I I expect European competition again next year with, you know, more expectations on a Champions League, if that makes sense. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Nathan.
2: Hey, I'm I'm excited that the fucking roller coaster is over. So <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> Indeed, indeed, be, indeed.
2: Between Terchit Terchit, or however you say his name, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna butcher that. Apologies yep, to nope, him. Got it. But um it is clear to me, and this is all interpretation, but it's clear to me that that Glasner was more than likely our second choice. Like uh it it may have boiled down to certain things like transfer fees, et cetera. But um, as like Hellman said earlier, they were looking deliberately within uh, for Bundesliga, for coaches with Bundesliga experience. Uh, so that whittles down the, the list of uh, the hopefuls, unfortunately for you, Brian, <laughs> But uh So I, I I think this is a solid, solid Pick, you know, he's got some pedigree within the Bundesliga. He's he's earned some success here. Um, He's only wanting to build his his resume, his CV. So, like, you know, this is perfect for him. It will. I I would say that we're looking at someone that we want to be here for long term, similar to Hutter. Even though Hutter, um, there was clearly some expectation that he would stay here longer, be a little more, less of a jump ship type guy but that's Mm -hmm. seemingly what he is just uh build and go um so fuck him uh (laughs) uh that said like glossner his his style of football is is similar enough to the system and the players that we have in place right now um so that kind of excites me. So it 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 makes us land at the end of the season with a functional coach that we can use to as like a scaffolding along with Croatia to really accentuate where where we need to improve. You know, like mm-hmm. like everyone's saying, his his midfield this season, uh, glasner's was fucking lights out. Um, so he so, so he at least knows how to. You know, transition a game unlike Hutter, in my opinion. <laughs> so, so if, if right. you know, I think, I think with the players that probably have some level of respect with him, um, leading out of Wolfsburg or wherever, you know, uh, we should expect uh, some excitement now for wanting to play for Frankfurt next year, building a club that will be even better the year after. So, I'm super psyched.
0: Same here, same here. Um, I was kind of looking over some of the uh, transfer moves that uh, were made whilst he was at Wolfsburg. I mean, he did have the people above him spent this past uh, summer. They spent uh, on three different – on total three players, uh, 10 million euros. You know, they didn't – I mean, they only earned uh, around about 11 and then some uh, in outgoing money. So – I think he's gonna have to get a little bit. uh, He's got. He's gonna (laughs) if he thinks that we're gonna be spending money like Wolfsburg does uh, when it comes to transfer fees. And in the previous season, uh, he happened to have spent even more money. You know, he got Mbappé that that we were so desperately starving for. You know, uh, that I mean, they spent like thirty-five, nearly forty million his very first season there, and he. He's going to be looking at his side and really wanting the very best. I mean, I think he's really going to sit down with everyone. I think uh, the likes of Andre Silva and Fidel Kostic are really going to give him the time of day to be able to discern like if they're going to stay with the club or not, because I think he can present to them his idea of what he's going to be doing with the club. And obviously if they still wish to, you know, apply their trades elsewhere, well, like really effing sucks, but you know what, you only have one career and you kind of have to make the most of it. So I guess I'll throw it back to you, Nathan. Um, who do you like with Glasnar as the coach, who of the get of the candidates that we had been talking about over the last couple of weeks, uh, who we thought would be on the exit, might pull up and say, you know, I kind of want to see where this guy takes us.
2: It's a good question. The instability in the front office has probably left some of the players, if if not many, who were possibly on the exit uh, to be uh, happy that they're out. But now that there is some uh, functional stability, um, Krosha, uh Glossner, uh, Hellman, all these folks are going to be having like, ho- like, con- honest, honest conversations with these players. Like, dude, this is going to be fucking tight. Like, we're going to, we're building for the future. You see all the youth that we're building here. We're only going to get more. We're pro- we're definitely going to get X in this position, X in this position. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's an easy sell. So to your question, um, you know, the, the, the functional cornerstone of this team is Kostic. I, I, I as much as Sil- Silva is fantastic and it's hard to say, but without we can just Kostich, replace a Silva 26- does not have a season, right? We, we, it's hard to replace a, a player that has a, a season like Silva, of course, but uh, he doesn't get any of those goals. Like you just said, unless Kostic uh, the majority of those are delivered by Kostic. So if right. we, if we have that cornerstone there and we can offset Kostic by someone on the right side. I'm not saying that's Mbappé because I, I think he's going to stay at Wolfsburg for a while. Um, Dang it. <laughs> but, but I, you know, building off of Kostic and building a, a functional counterattack to help him do his job of, of pushing forward, not by himself, like we've seen, um, <laughs> uh, will mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go a long way.
0: All right, Matt. What do you think on who? I mean, obviously, Costas and Silva are the two primaries that we kind of always seem to be focusing on, whether they stay, whether they go. What about you know the rest of the squad? I mean, uh, we know for a fact that there are. I mean, just due to his age and you know possibilities, uh, Indica seems to always be you know a, f- a target of a transfer uh, to abroad. Hmm seems to always be England and I know that you know uh gosh I'm not starting to play uh Kamada has also been uh yeah. a transfer target as well what are you thinking on those guys Matt I
1: mean, uh, it's gonna be rough because I think Antique is definitely, um, probably more like attractive than Kamada at this point. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind losing a center back because I, I think Hinterega is one of our, um, you know, uh, found, is one of the foundations right now of the, you know, starting 11 right now along with Kostic. Um So you know, if we lose Indika, you know we can still play Hinterrega and Tuta. We'll have Almane Torre and Eric Dorm on the wings. We have Timothy Chandler still on the bench. We still have Elsanker on the bench. Makoto Hasebe could play us uh, play in the back. So I'm as much as I much I would love I would have Indica staying with us. Um, I wouldn't be too bummed out about it because of that depth. You um, also have a couple mm-hmm. of young guys that are, are kind of exciting. I mean, um, Fin Otto is pretty cool. He's from the U19 teams. I've heard some um, juice about him. Um, but in terms of losing Kamada, you know, um, it's, it's, that's, that's going to be kind of suck. And like, you know, I'm looking at the Wolfsburg squad right now. And if there was any sort of like midfielder that, if, um, that would be awesome to kind of entice to bring in and especially kind of some sort of, um, experience, this would never happen, of course. But I think Maximilian Arnold could be a potential person that could be enticed. Again, <laughs> that would not be, happen FD3, at all.
0: I think. Right.
1: And then, um, uh, Xavier Schlager, um, would be pretty cool too. Um, because you know he's still pretty young. He's in like 22, 23 years old right now, and um, you know, hopefully Glasser could entice them. But you know, apparently there've been reports that ever since Glasser's been in there, he hasn't really had the full grip of the squad, which you know makes sense why Wolfsburg kind of let it let him go at one point eight instead
0: of five mil, which was his release cost. So I think you, know, you with- know one guy who I definitely would like. And it's kind of just dawned upon him. Well, I mean, we, some of you guys might say no, but you know, as he is Austrian and this guy is also Austrian and can give us some more depth because he can play center back and left back, um, Mark Friedel, uh, at Bremen, they're going to be hurting for any money thrown their way. And, uh, you know, a couple million over there probably will help out those guys. And, um, you know, it will give us a guy who at 23 still has a lot left to prove. And I think uh, we're going to see him at the Euros and we'll see whether Austria does, does well. You guys have any other targets? Because I think one thing that uh, Glasnar has shown that, you know, he is successful at it's at or organizing a defense. And as much as I love Il and Hasebe, uh the guy's kind of getting, they're both on the other side of 30, uh, one even further down the line. And I think that, you know, Rolda has shown that he's can, like, he's showing the Rolda form that we saw at uh, Bayern and Dortmund, not the form that, you know, he had his first season back with Eintracht or even before making his big move. You know, the guy just continuously gets injured. And so I'm kind of thinking that, you know, even if Indica moves on, we need to still grab a pair of center backs and the offensive midfielder to kind of replaced Rolda because I don't see him being uh, there for the, like he, him being at the club long term. Yes. But I do see that, you know, he's gonna, uh, I don't see a bench him player. getting healthy.
1: Yeah. He'll be a bench player. I mean, I think he has probably two more years into him, you know, he'll probably play a couple games next year. And then the year after, the year after will be his like farewell tour sort of a deal. But I'm not uh, he's always been solid with Frankfurt, you know. Like you can't forget about his goal against Benfica a, a couple of years ago, so <laughs> always gotta remember him for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nathan, what are you thinking defensively?
2: Well, I've been critical of the defense this year probably uh, no. <laughs> more than I Care to admit? Uh, Well, I mean, early in the season, we had a lot of problems defensively. And then the end of the year, it just really kind of showed and highlighted those things. Roman and I were kind of on that on that on that last uh, fall. So um, I still think we have a lot of problems in defense. We can't rely on. Uh we can't rely on Hasebe back there in my opinion we, we can barely rely on what? him defensive central this eternal point. midfielder yeah right he's not eternal uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know as i don't think Tuta is there yet either i think he is a we need we need another uh, well, frankly, I don't think Il- Ilsanker isn't the answer because, as much as people like to say that he's uh, not a good defensive midfielder, that's his primary role, and he doesn't typically play in a defensive role, and that shows quite often. Even though he's got a lot of experience here, we need we need functional center backs back there that can do the job. Like, and so like the fir- the people that come to my mind a little bit. I mean, they might be a little off the the the. I might be a little off my rocker, but the uh the the newly relegated Shalka uh are, uh he's I don't know I think he would fit here pretty pretty damn well. Um so I, I'm hoping we go after him if I'm I'm certain that whoever we find I, I'm certain that manga and Krosha will be targeting um some sort of uh, uh reinforcements in defense.
0: Target France, yeah. I mean, all those clubs, um, thanks to the TV deal kind of imploding on them, I don't see why we don't just dive heavy into France. We've already got a guy who can uh, help that, help kind of smooth things out with Indica. I don't know how really good uh, KT's uh, French is, but the clubs are all in a very tricky, very tricky financial state. Everyone except for uh, Leon, uh, PSG, uh, Denmark, and uh Monaco, who are you know three of the four four teams that could be playing, <laughs> three of the teams that are gonna be participating in the group phase of other Europa League or Champions League. Uh actually take that back. Shoot, Monaco, because Manchester United did not win the Europa League final, uh Monaco is only in the qualifying phase, not the group phase. My mistake there. But the rest of the clubs yeah. are all free re- free game and they're hurting, you know, they're getting only like 50, 70 percent of the TV revenue that they were expecting. And, you know, without fans, you know, it really is hurting everyone. So to me, yes. that seems like the place that we should go bargain shopping.
2: If they're if they're dismantling like Lily, who just won everything right. <laughs> uh, it, who Who on that club would excite you?
1: all of
0: them um well (laughs) tactically i mean like look if i had galtier or glasnar i would have chosen uh galtier but uh you know it is what it is (laughs) but yeah that's a team that i would go after uh i'd had to do a little bit of research in terms of trying to find the right guy but um yeah, we need to go bargain searching. But, guys, to wrap it up this segment, uh, Neil, any last thoughts on uh, Glasner being signed? I'll let uh, Nathan go first.
2: I'm just fucking psyched now that the now the silly season can like officially start. We don't need everyone. I feel like in Frankfurt. Fandom was on like pins and needles, sweating this out. Like, what would happen? Because I didn't want uh, the in the back of my mind. I'm like, they're just gonna fucking hire Zimmerman as the coach, aren't they? <laughs> 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 Which, in some ways, would be great because he's got a fucking mouth on him. I love it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, I don't. I don't know. I was sweating it a little bit. So I'm just super psyched that we can move forward. I th- I think he'll. You know, we're on the burgeoning edge. So. Things could change, but I think he'll work great with Crosha. So uh I Sky's definitely limit, agree man. with you.
1: I definitely agree with you, Nathan. I mean they definitely have that kind of um, you know small to small club to medium sized club build up kind of experience. Kusher on the obviously Red Bull side where Glasner did it on the coaching side of things. Um it's also pretty um it's gonna be great i think you know we're fine it's you know we did this but before before june before you know contracts expire we're getting some low need players back some people are going back um and you know we can finally focus on the summer we can finally focus on next year we can focus on the transfers we can figure out what his list his wish list is and um you know i i hope glasser can stay for longer than three years with us you know obviously on contingency agreement that everything goes well but i mean you know that kind of mentality um that he's going to bring from us that he had at wolfsburg and you know to lead us to the promised land of the champions league um i'm all in honestly, in Glassner.
0: i am as well because i only really see at this point in time the only thing that i could see <laughs> him leaving us for is the austrian national team And I think those guys are pretty set for a good few years. And uh, yeah, we'll just see uh, how they do in the summer. And we'll also see how Eintracht does under our new trainer. So that's going to wrap it up for this uh, extra bonus segment. We'll get right to our uh, look at the final match, match day 34 of the Bundesliga. And we're back, Brian and Matt, talking all things Eintracht. Uh, we've talked about on this uh, podcast a lot of the trials and travails of the team when it comes to, you know, points that we dropped. We had that amazing run in the, spurt, in the Rook Ronda of unbeaten matches. It was quite fantastic. But let's be real. We honestly thought that we would be playing in the Champions League. Well, we found out last week that was not going to happen. And boy, it got really close as uh, Max Kruse, a uh, late-minute winner, meant that Wolfsburg was going to finish just one point above the Eintracht, which made you think in your head, Oh, dear God, could we not have beaten Mainz to have grabbed those two points? How about beating Schalke to have given us those three points? And then we'll talk about Eintracht as a Champions League team. But, well, uh, I think we can get a little bit more in-depth on next week's pod as we recap the Frauen and their uh, Pokal final, which is actually coming up this weekend. We can touch on that in a little bit. But, Matt, um, let's put it this way, uh, was not expecting to have a young kid between the sticks who makes everyone on this podcast feel old, uh, but I really <laughs> liked the fact that we actually played one of our born and raised, uh, Frankfurt Jungen, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, born listen, there.
1: this, this lineup was all about, um, you Know keeping everyone happy, I think you know Kevin Trapp has definitely you know earned his stripes this season. I feel like giving him a rest was kind of like, Hey, like, thank you for your like service this year, like, you deserve a break, you know. But it wasn't kind of like a Called out to the national thing. team, too.
0: But he, I think he like, knew that this kid was good enough. He's like, You know what, now that I can't exactly go further up or further down in the table. Give well, him a give him a rollout. That's what I saw. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, definitely give the kids some experience. I mean, I don't want to comment too much on the game because he's a 19 year old kid, you know, in his first ever Bundesliga team or Bundesliga game, so. signed until
0: 2023. Am I right? So. Exactly. <laughs> so
1: you know, it's definitely good to get definitely good give a good experience to a young kid like that. I mean, she second had youngest Bayern player
0: ever, oh, second really? youngest you, ever.
1: Can I guess he was <sighs> the first?
0: Uh, you would not guess it because it's a guy who I had never even heard of. <laughs> does he play defense? No, this is more uh, in lines with uh, uh, keepers that the Eintracht have had, but uh, oh, yeah, gotcha. as, <laughs> as you know, gone through these ranks, been a part of the Eintracht setup since 2017. Um, about time that the round about the time that this podcast was getting underway, <laughs> wow. which kind of puts things in perspective. Needless to say. <laughs> so we have
1: to root for this guy. He's our best friend. Now he has to be a starter. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's meant to be,
0: Oh, that wouldn't that be amazing if he became the next Oka, Nik, uh Oka, Nikolov?
1: that'd be great. I mean, legend, legend trading for a legend, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, well, I mean, it's not like he's going to it's not like we're expecting this kid to be the next Charlie Corbo or Jürgen Galt, uh, in terms of appearances, you know, one of the, the most appearances of anyone within the Bundesliga. Oh, for uh, sure. I don't <laughs>
1: think he'll be a second keeper for us <laughs> next year, either, to be honest with you. I think we'll mm. sign someone else. I mean, maybe we'll loan him out to somewhere, you know, uh, maybe give him like a six month loan to like like Hansa Rostock or like another like third-league team or second-league team. But, I mean, you know, he's definitely promising for now, but, you know, let's develop him a little bit more. I mean, he's definitely some growing up to do from, you know, just even the first half, some key, you know, mistakes that, you know, I feel that's kind of just like a natural keeper should kind of have. Again, I'm not a keeper, so I have no idea any of those instincts. I think keepers are fucking insane. But besides the point, um, you know, definitely loan him him out to somewhere and keep him around, you know, because, you know, the fact that he was able to start – in a game against a team that was actually fighting for a europa league spot um definitely shows like you know this kid's mature enough to do it um you know is he ready to take that next step
0: yeah i as terms of next steps it's kind of a question of what players want to take that next step but let's focus on the match itself uh so kind of have the fact that this time the kid looked like he had not shaved air before I swear or had never <laughs> had never been introduced to a razor. Needless to say he was that young and baby faced. But you know what? He held his own. Uh there was a concussion scare, which kind of reminded me once again that we need that the league needs to re uh kind of take another look at its uh concussion protocols. But you know uh, that's some plainly, grit. S- yeah.
1: That's some but, real grit. He's, he's, he, he saw himself bleed and he said, ha, that's cute.
0: <laughs> but yeah, look, Indica, Hinterega, il are kind of working up there. You know, il could have looked better, but hey, the one problem is age is not on this side. He's shown some bright spots for us, but you know, eh, things are what they are. Um, for me, rolling out with is uh, in the middle in place of Saul. I really liked uh, the kind of gutsy nature that it uh, took. And your boy, well, we might as well just leave him as he's your boy. Um, boy took uh, the match <laughs> in hand uh-huh. and looked really good. And I kind of wonder if maybe playing him centrally, putting him in a central located position might be better for him.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think depending on what our striker situation is, I definitely would love to him. But I would love for Kosic play the ten spot, like the false nine, a little bit, mm-hmm. because you know when he gets the ball, he's quick on the first like 5 yard sprints, he's super confident with the ball he's got that you know he's got the confidence clearly like he's taking on players he's looking he's picking up his head before he's getting the ball he's making these like little things that are looking so effective in the field you know and you can see that you know a lot of Bundesliga players aren't expecting this right now because He's, he's so quick, you know, they, 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 they slow down when they, they, they can't catch up to him. So no, I, I think this definitely made a huge um, kind of like statement in this game. Um, you know, also adding on from, you know, substitution performances in previous games that I think he's a legit starter. I really, I'd love for him. Maybe he won't start like the first game or second game of the season, but um, also depending on, you know, our midfield situation, depending if Kamada goes somewhere, um, depending if Kostic is going, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays out on the wing a little bit for us. Um, again, depending on how the summer transfer goes, I would love Kostic to start for us. I think he is kind of a quick pace kind of gameplay that, you know, we've been playing a lot recently in terms of the counter attack. Like, you know, he's on, on corner kicks, you know, he stands on top of the box because, um, name we shall not say anymore because he's not affiliated with us anymore um actually saw that he was kind of fast um on the ball so you know that's definitely our kind of style is the counter-attack style so whoever we sign up for a coach next you know continues that philosophy for us which probably will happen um he's a starter in my eyes and he he better be a starter otherwise you know i'm going to start a petition just to like fire the next coach and be like hey sign me up
0: Yeah, it's gonna free uh campaign on Twitter. We'll definitely have to uh, get started. Uh, he has been able to take his most recent appearances uh, for the Eintracht and has capitalized that in terms of appearances for the Australian national team, who happen to have uh, four uh, matches in the first part of June. So I'm pretty sure that he will uh, see uh kind of his career started on an upwards trajectory we had a lot of hopes when he made the move from uhguruund again uh from the air divie but had not really seen enough of him to kind of give any judgment but his into the season uh really looking good. I found it interesting though uh Zubar being played um up top kind of far kind of far up there I usually think of him as a central midfielder not necessarily as a Attacking midfielder, um, kind of throwing him out in a different position. What were your thoughts on him being played out out of his normal position? He's been in recently. Um, this I,
1: don't know. I, I wish I wish they kind of switched him up with Kusic. You know, um, it also would have maybe been nice to give Hasebe, um kind of a break, but. I understand we needed a leader in the midfield, um, and especially if you wanted to play someone with Hustic. Maybe that's why Hasebe played. Was so Hustic and Hasebe are our next set of midfielders next year, and we could come out of top four. But, I mean, I think Stefan Zuba was just an input just because, you know, we got to keep him happy. We haven't seen him too much this season. You know, he's made a couple appearances here and there. Um, not too he's been a depth guy, a good depth guy. Exactly. Great depth guy, you know, um, but I mean, was he effective up, up there at all? No. Did he look uncomfortable up there? Yes. But I mean, it wasn't really a big game to play, you know. It's kind of like, hey, Stefan, like, go go be up top a little bit. Maybe like play with Silva, maybe take a shot from outside the box because he does, Suba has a very, very fucking – he's got a rocket foot, you know, so um, it's – It was really just to keep him happy, make sure he, like, hit his, like, whatever contract bonuses he has for appearances and whatnot, you know? So, um, that one was interesting. Uh, You know what I thought was very interesting was... um, you know we kept all of our low knees off the uh, field yesterday you know I was kind of hoping mm-hmm. we would see Luka Jovic one more time in the Frankfurt jersey um I wanted to I wanted to hear about what Marcus Schuba was because you know this Bayern Yeah, a pretty Bayern kid I'm pretty sure he's a Bayern product
0: no uh, no he got uh we got him from uh, Schalke he came from to Schalke from Dresden and if memory serves he was just getting as uh, Schalke started getting hosed at the end of last season, they then just pulled him because apparently his confidence was absolutely shot. And uh, <laughs> he hasn't really had a good look in. And uh, I mean, maybe somewhere can provide the kind of uh, platform for him to succeed. But uh Yeah. The, the, loanee's, for me was the loanees were going to give their chance. They weren't going to have a chance. And uh, you know what? I'm kind of moving on from that. Uh, the only loanee that I really cared about was Jonas. And I just got to say this much. He's on a two-year loan. So I'm not really all too worried.
1: Yeah, we'll still save. And I think we're optioned to buy, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, yeah, there's still the option to buy. Uh, we've just not triggered it uh, with the two-year loan. I'm not sure why we've kind of gone that route, but I think maybe this is just a maybe that the team's playing a little bit more nickel and diming, kind of holding off buying him because his con- then the contract will be all on Eintracht walls. It's still partially being paid out by Napoli and, You know, over the course of two seasons, they would actually save money by doing this route. I just hope that they don't piss him off.
1: Right. (laughs) I don't think they will. I mean, he is one of those kind of hot headed guys. You know, if you kind of Mm -hmm. tweak him wrong a little bit, you know, he we're gonna hear it from him and he'll react. So I totally understand that. But big shocker to me was Army Amy Bearcock. I mean you, this guy was, you know, pretty relevant for our season, like right at the start, and then it just was a downward trend, you know, towards the end. Like I feel like we barely saw him, kind of getting some, uh, you know, get, play, getting playing time. You know, he was probably getting at least like five to six minutes of trash time at times. You know, so I kind of forgot about him. How far he dropped off? You know, I was actually really, high, I had high hopes on him at the start of the season.
0: Um, Man, he looked, he looked good coming on for Zuber. Definitely right. way better in that role.
1: Right, right. Um, really, really happy about Hagenaar being healthy again. I'm glad he got rewarded with the trip. Fr- Him and Tori sorry. both.
0: Him and Tori both.
1: Seriously, and then it's so so awesome that they both score the exact same goal with like a volley right in the middle of the six. I um, shout out to Kostic with both those assists. I think it was Costich's uh, yeah. assist that second goal, but I mean, um, yeah, like. Shout out to both of them, honestly, getting rewarded with the goal for, you know, being injured for so long. And I feel bad for Almani because he was pretty, pretty solid for us in the back. Like he was another depth guy when we needed like, you know, whether it was Da Costa when we had him or, you know, Costa to have a break, you know, I'm glad he was there for us to sub in or, you know, for the depth gains.
0: Yeah, which is, uh, yeah, that's something that. Uh, we now have to consider, because we've got the returning of Ru paciencia Cor, da costa uh well, let's be real uh the two guys from who we sent to uh Schalke are obviously not uh going to that Zvita liga because Schalke needs to um cut money and fast. <laughs> yeah, considering sir, their situation and, but I haven't heard that the Costa or Cole is going to be picked up so we, it's definitely I think those guys will be given the chance once the new manager has everyone in training for a couple of weeks in, during the preseason I think he'll kind of get, get a chance to look at the setup and decide with Marcus Croce, um who Who's gonna be stick? Who's gonna be sticking around, and who's gonna be going? You know, uh, the players that we know that are coming in. Uh, well, I mean, Ali Akman already came to us after his contract was terminated in Turkey. He just obviously could not uh, be registered, to play for us. Fa- Fabio Blanco is joining the Eintracht on a free, as is uh, Christopher Lenz, who has been, you know, a constant uh, player with Union Berlin. You know, ever since. Um, they got into the Bundesliga. He's been a, a pretty much solid starter for them, so that will give us some depth. We've got so many other players so returning from loan. Jovelich, you know, really did a good job in Austria in the Austrian Bundesliga. Not sure if he's ready just yet. Um, <laughs> uh, Rodrigo Zalazar, we do know is ready because he. Most people have mentioned that he is on their, if not their first eleven, they're, you know, on the subs bench for the team of the season in the Svaitaliga, uh whilst yeah. playing on loan with St. Polly. I think it's time for him to be given a go. So that kind of in at just twenty one years of age, you know, that's a guy who whilst already capped at the U twenty phase, you know, he Thanks to his dual citizenship, you know, he doesn't he doesn't take a foreign player spot. So that kind of helps us out with that. But I'm looking forward to what he can do. Um, getting back to the match, Silva adding another goal. Uh, we kind of overlooked <laughs> the first goal, the opening goal. Silva putting away the penalty. Um,
1: yeah, like a lot. Without, is this, honestly, like 30th. with... 30th penalty goal this season
0: <laughs> it, it's felt like it I
1: mean good for him good way to end his like Frankfurt career you know I mean end it
0: on a goal um, break, uh, well we hope he sure. doesn't end it we'd hope that he would think you know 28 goals in the Bundesliga I'm doing alright for myself maybe I don't want to upset uh, that at all and maybe he wants to stay with us you know um, hey we well, helped him get into the Portugal side <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian,
1: whenever you're ready to get out of bed and wake up, let me know because <laughs> he's probably going to go to Real Madrid, and I've been kind of hearing things about possibly doing a swap with him, Jovic, and some cash on top of that. But I mean, that will that uh, be too He's, he's going to be, you know, top of the list on some top Champions League, like, you know, teams. I mean, I've even heard Nenu being potentially interested in him. They, they definitely are looking for, um, you know, some sort of front, uh, you know, center night, even though they just re Cavani. But you never know if they're going to bring this guy in. You know,
0: Cavani will probably just determine well, right his contract. I mean, he would be, if he did get signed by Manchester United, that would uh, put him in line with one of his fellow countrymen. Um, yeah, there you go. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, there we go. Um, I was couldn't remember what the heck that guy's name was. He getting scored <laughs> multiple goals for them. But, Yeah. yeah. So, I know, I know you're not
1: excited about this guy, but I think Jovalich could possibly do something with us. I know he's hasn't been I'm doing too hot on under. Aquaman.
0: I'm higher on, on Aquaman because yeah. he seems to have a frame that is going to be uh, over time able to withstand the uh, complexities of the Bundesliga. So, yeah, I, I think at this point, look, if Silva does go, I think we have you know enough depth uh where we need depth you know you got Akman you got Yovelitz and you got Ahe I think between the three of them we can uh, f- you know create basically we can run with a uh, two striker setup we can run with a one constantly replacing one to uh keep the legs fresh and with the amount of matches that we're going to be playing uh with Europe and obviously uh the extra, you know, uh, once we get past the first round of the Pokal, because remember, that's uh, played before the the week before week and before the Bundesliga uh, yep. gets kickstarted. Then, you know, however far you go in the Pokal, like we did uh, two seasons ago where we made it to the semifinals. And even before that, where we made it to two consecutive finals, you know, it's all about, you know, being able to have that good squad balance. So, something that we'll have to keep in mind. And the Europa League is, uh, whilst we're going to have a group stage, we have qualified for the group stage, and that's six matches, you know, then it's a question of, all right, um, did we finish in second or did we finish in first? If we finish in first, we get at least a two-week break from having to uh, re-enter European play. Um, as they've had a little bit of uh schedule switch, we can go in depth to that at another podcast because there's a lot that kinda goes to it. But for me, I think that kinda is a good way to wrap up the discussion on the match itself. Um anything anything else to add, Matt, in regards to Eintracht 3 Freiburg 1.
1: Um no, I mean it's always good to end on the winning season. I mean agreed. Hey, we're national champions in Frankfurt. We're unbeaten in Frankfurt. No one can <laughs> oh, beat us no. there this year. So no hell yeah, champions. we are one of
0: two teams to do it in all of Europe. All we're, of Europe. Which is hey,
1: where's the banner? Amazing. Tag up the banners. Let's go. First
0: time that we've done it since the nineteen seventies. It's an incredible uh achievement. It Does, I mean, someone pointed this out when I mentioned it on, uh, I think on Twitter or on our Discord channel. Uh, if you haven't joined our Discord channel, uh, why haven't you? Uh, I think someone <laughs> shouted me down and said, well, that kind of undermines our entire home uh, home advantage with our fans. But uh, I think we would have picked up another six to eight points uh, in uh, the matches alone from home or even shoot on the way and just from the fans just making a cacophony, of noise but before we get into hashtag what are we drinking um, just wanted to read out the Bundesliga table as such for uh, 2020 2021 so Bayern Munich finishing of course finishing top no. happens usual no. Leipzig in second semi-finalist uh, in the DFB Pokal, third place those sneaky black and yellow bugs uh, Borussia Dortmund ended up not just leapfrogging us, but leapfrogging on the final match day, Wolfsburg, to finish in third. Considering where they were when we beat them, God, this really sticks in the crawl quite a bit when you look at them. But then again, they've got a freaking uh, Viking on their team who's one-man wrecking crew who I'd really not want (laughs) to... I'd really not want to tussle with (laughs) because he looks like a freakish brute. What's crazy about uh, this? We beat one through
1: 4 We're champions of Bundesliga. That's... I I don't care. We're (laughs) champions of Bundesliga. We beat all four (laughs) of those teams.
0: Yeah, we did... uh, Yeah, we... We did take points off of everyone that mattered. We just sometimes dropped points on certain teams we shouldn't have. Brevin! <laughs> uh, further down the table, Wolfsburg in fourth, Eintracht in fifth. Sixth place, a big, big eight-point gap between us in fifth and Leverkusen in sixth. I should also point out this is the most points that we have ever earned in a Bundesliga season, so there's that also to, to consider. But, yeah, an eight-point gap between us and... I just noticed
1: you scored sixty-nine goals in the season as well. Very nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. You know
0: who? You know who are the only teams to have scored more than us? Bayern and yep. Who had ninety-nine? Uh, the salute, salute to Robin Lewandowski. Salute to Robert Lewandowski for uh scoring goal number forty-one. So you know, <laughs> only that fifty-eight goals scored by the rest of the team. <laughs> 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 crazy. He scored oh more goals than six teams in the Bundesliga, including one team who didn't even score thirty, and yet they survived. Anyways, um, yeah, so Union Berlin, uh, who had a lovely win over Wolfsburg at the end, uh, finished in seventh. Ali uh, Kutter is gone to Borussia Mönchengladbach, who finished in eighth and are not going to be in Europe next season stick that Socks. Socks <laughs> Stuttgart suck, in ni- yeah, exactly Stuttgart in ninth Freiburg in tenth um, so kind of weird situation that Stuttgart and Freiburg due to goal difference suit swapped so with the you know if we had only beaten them uh, two to one I think Freiburg based on their better defense would uh, would have gone to goal scored so that uh, Stuttgart still would have uh, ended up in uh, ninth but you know To Freiburg, uh, you know, finishing barely out of the top half. No, very good on them. Hoffenheim was in 11th. Uh, Mainz, who, good Lord, if you had taken their, you know, multiplied uh, the amount of points that they had in their last 17 matches times two, they would have been top four. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I think I want to apologize on. to
1: every single Frankfurt fan for jinxing this because, you know, when I was first introduced to this podcast, I said, God, I, nothing would be better if mine gets relegated. And as soon as I said that, they have not stopped winning since the – since I mean, they lost maybe one or two games, but then they lost their second last game. It's not been game, a lot. So. They've been –
0: They've been on a yeah, rocket.
1: That's, uh, that's my bad, everyone. Um, <laughs> I will learn You're to, right. you know, I'll, I'll still shit on mines for sure, but I've known to do it at a better time. Um, yeah, that's just my bad, guys. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 13th was Augsburg. 14th Hertha BSA, which is where of course Freddy Bobic will be. Yeah. Um, here is where the rest of the teams survived. Uh, 15th the final survival slot Amina Bielefeld. This tiny, oh. tiny team who we, pummel, who we pummeled in uh, our second match against these guys and yet dropped two points uh, in the opening match of the season to survived, scoring 26 goals, having a negative 26 goal differential. Negative 26. The same They gave it twice as many goals as they scored, and yet they survived. survived. <laughs> oh, my God. It just shows... Uh, the kind of teams that finish in the bottom three. Now, remember, 16th obviously goes into the relegation playoff, and we'll talk about those guys in a second when we really uh, uh, talk about the relegation teams of Cologne finishing in 16th, 17th, VfBremen—not <laughs> uh, sad yet, not sad—in uh, the same in the same breath, and Schalke in 18th. So, not too bad of a finish. Uh, fifth, you know, another year in Europe. We haven't had this kind of a run since the 90s, and those were some high-flying times. The question just is, what is next? And we will find that out over the next couple episodes. But Matt, it's time to take a break. Uh, and hashtag, what are you drinking? Matt, what do you got for us?
1: I, you know, in the light of how, you know, where we are at now with the season and stuff like that, you know, it's all over. We're going to Europa. Now it's time to sit back reflect, and, uh, you know, find your beach. So I'm drinking a nice <laughs> Corona with a lime because, you know what, this is where I'm de-stressing. I am, you know, taking everything in, understand my mistakes, learn from my mistakes, and, you know, come back fresh in whenever the Bundesliga season comes back, whenever the boys are going out to Abu Dhabi for camp, if they're even allowed to go to Abu Dhabi for camp. But, you know, Corona... Extra with a lime. It's a load of Corona, actually. If you ever heard of it, you know, you take a you you know obviously you open the corona, take a sip, take a shot of tequila, pour the shot of tequila in the corona, put the lime in, flip the lime, flip the bottle, <laughs> boom, you're set. So Indeed, find you your beach fellows and women and yes. <laughs> <us. laughs>
0: Alright, for me, you know, This team is a ride. It's a roller coaster. It's the diva, the moody diva, and I am back on the wild ride IPA from New Belgium. It really just (laughs) exemplifies what this club is, a wild freaking ride. So prost to that, and we'll be back with segment two where we will discuss the Frauen who have a very big match at the weekend. So stay with. It's time to bring up the Frauen. Who did get under action underway uh, in the Frauen Bundesliga? The second to last match of the season was a 3-2 defeat uh, to Wolfsburg, who the Eintracht will be facing in really just a matter of a couple of days. days. Uh, this Sunday on the 30th, uh, ARD will be uh, showing uh, the DP Pokal final for the Frauen at the Cologne's Rhein-Energy Stadion. And uh, the question is going to be, you know, will uh, Eintracht get another uh, Pokal, or are we going to be able to finally uh, upset the Alp- like? Are we going to upset the Alp card against Wolfsburg because you know the Wolfsburg, they're pretty darn good, but they lost the they lost the for Yeah, the women.
1: rough, rough for them, but I mean, they get still uh, have the opportunity to. Lose another uh, trophy against us, so that's exciting.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, I did say that they lost on Maestro Um Look, Bayern uh, plays Eintracht, uh, not the weekend after in the final match of the season. So if we really want to stick to Wolfsburg, we can beat them in the Pokal. Guarantee us, you know, a big old champagne celebration after the match. It's not going to guarantee us Europe, sadly, because that's the way it's top three who go to the Champions League. But there's a tiny chance that uh, Wolfsburg could uh, be helped out. So I say we screw over... Uh, the Volkswagen uh, twice over by winning the Pokal and then kind of rolling over and letting our belly get scratched like we're a dog uh, (laughs) to Bayern (laughs) so that Bayern wins the title. Though some people would say, but it's Bayern. I'm like, it's Bayern Frauen. It's not uh, Bayern, Bayern. It's a little different. And I think Wolfsburg has won the last uh, four uh, league titles. So it's kind of been a second for... Uh, the Bayern Frauen to win it, and um, yeah, let's we'll end the season on a high. Um, I have got f- many expectations of this uh, squad, uh, as you know, this team is kind of building. It's extremely young right now. It's really exciting. They have a l- there's a lot of possibilities. It's just a question of pulling everything together. Um, you know, uh, the attacking duo of Fragang and Praisnekar, I mean, is quite exciting. And you just gotta hope that uh Germany's number one uh Frons is just on her game. That uh, uh you know she'll be uh, that Meta Frons is gonna be able to just be that brick wall that the club needs. You know, nick a goal early, make the Wolfsburg, you have to open up and hit them on the counter. And uh, why not have our own Gassi- uh, Rebic and Gacinović galloping, you know, past uh, the final defenders to knock in a pair of goals to seal a Pokal final? Sound good to you? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, here's hoping that the ladies do win it. But hey, uh, guess what time? Ta- a year it is, uh, it's summertime, it's silly season. Uh, let's go to now, we kind of talked about how Kamada was being tracked uh, for a move out of Frankfurt. Kostic was being tracked as well, along with Indica. Those are the three names that kind of, uh, along with Silva, excuse me, four names that kind of keep on being recycled in terms of players who look like that they would be leaving the Eintracht to different pastures, but one player who has been linked to Going to the Eintracht is Dano Zagreb play, midfielder, Lovro Maher. Uh, so he's been uh 23-year-old, has been a part of Zagreb, winning yet another Croatian title. And to me, he seems like a bona bonafide uh, good player who would be able to immediately jump from, uh, go from strength to strength uh playing for a high the highest in performing team in the entire Balklands Balkan uh countries to a Bundesliga club and kick ass and take names and uh look i don't know. <laughs> when you're able to do we need another attacking a midfielder like them,
1: though that's the thing like I feel like we do I like I think he's exciting for sure. I mean he definitely you know I was watching some um, YouTube videos on him um, once you know, I heard the rumor, but nearly, nearly th-
0: double digits and goals and assists.
1: Right. And I mean, he, he definitely fits the bill for what the type of style that we've been playing at for, but, um, I don't know. I, I wonder if, if that's going to put Hustich back in the shadow, but then again, it depends if this Maya guy is better than Stitch. I mean, it also depends how uh, you know, training camp goes and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you. You know, he's definitely exciting. I mean, he probably be a little bit expensive because I believe his contract is. They
0: like, will not. Yeah, they're not going to. I think it's until 2013, uh, t- not 13, 23. I don't foresee Zagreb just kind of letting the guy until, go until on for cheap. It's 26.
1: It's even longer than that. Oh gosh! So okay, he's literally valued at 11 mil right now, 11 or 15 mil um, <sighs> US dollars. That's so, a sizable amount. Yeah, I don't know, especially after the COVID, uh, you know, pandemic. I don't know if we have that kind of money to pay, you know, someone like that for a substitute. But then again, we paid eight million for Dominic Corps and we loaded him out to mine, so what do I know?
0: <laughs> well, I mean fair enough. Uh I mean for him, you know, double digits in goals, uh played forty nine matches, he's able to handle uh, He's able to handle the pressure, you know, uh, when apparently in the winter transfer window, he was being tracked by a couple of other teams, uh, around, uh, the European, uh, continent, uh, St. Petersburg, Fiorentina, Marseille. So not. This guy's being tracked by more than a hand than just like a couple of random clubs. This guy's actually someone who will draw interest, but you know might look at the Eintracht as I don't know a stepping stone to you know say he has a good three four seasons with Eintracht, even though we've got him on a huge long term contract, and then you know he decides. I don't know, he seems to be of that age where, you know, he might think that Eintracht is just, uh, you know, the next step to, I don't know, Real Madrid because he wants to follow his countrymen, you know, in terms of being the legend over there. I don't know. I'm kind of just throwing <laughs> stuff out here and seeing Jeez. what sticks on the wall.
1: Jeez, you're reaching for the stars, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A tiny bit, I will admit, on that one. But anywho, uh, that was just one player who's recently been linked to the Eintracht. Um, we kind of mentioned some of the players who are joining the Eintracht, uh, who've agreed to join the Eintracht. Uh, Lince Blanco. Um, I think we talked last week about the uh, uh, Remage, uh, the keeper. So that will be interesting if Remage and Broadner are the kind of you know a battle of backups to kt we'll see what kind we'll see what we will see uh, i'm interested
1: I've, I've been this is also stupid i've seen some rumors about gianluigi buffon possibly <laughs> being uh, a free <laughs> transfer to frankfurt i don't know if that would ever happen but i i saw i've heard that from multiple i've seen that in multiple two tweets
0: I've seen multiple articles and even heard it on two podcasts I listen to. And all I can think in my head is – that dude is older than uh, our sporting director and everyone else on the team. I mean, he makes Makoto Hasebe look young. Let's put it that way. He's that old. Seriously? Uh, no <laughs> thanks. Uh, no thanks. That would bring down the. That would bring up the collective age of the entire squad. And the joke has been that you know we've been trying to drastically cut that down. Anyways, um, kind of uh, that uh, link to uh, Maher. Uh, him being an international, kind of brings up uh, some international players that are going out on duty. Before we kind of uh, say goodbye to two teams of the Bundesliga and say goodbye to this episode of the Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt podcast. Um, Ali Akman's been called up to the Turkish EU21s. So I already mentioned that Fusic is called up by uh, Australia. Kamada's been called up by Japan. they got Hinteregger and Sanko who are going to be um, doing uh, the duty for uh, Austria, who are in the group phase of the uh, at the Euros. Um, yeah, Australia and Japan are also going through World Cup qualifiers. Uh, you have Zuba and So who are being called up to Switzerland, who are also uh, so they're gonna play our own United States of America in <laughs> a friendly, in addition to uh participating at the Euros. KTs with Germany for the Euros, uh, and then of course you got uh Uh, Silva playing for Portugal at the Euros. And lastly, but not least, a pair of friendlies in June for Ayman Barcock uh, in Morocco. I think he's going to kind of want, wish that he didn't have to play in those and could just be let go, you know, on summer holidays just because he's the one (laughs) being called up by a major nation and is the only one without any uh, major international competitive internationals to play in. So <laughs> that is that. And yeah. So last kind of thing we will say since the relegation playoff between Cologne and Kiel is up against it. Um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on the exit of Vertebrein, one of the oldest clubs in the Bundesliga, Matt. Uh, I think this does, I mean, Considering how many times we've lost to them and how many times it's really, I mean, the 15-16 season that ended with a 1-0 loss to them when we had to then go through the playoffs with i it's hard to forgive that. But its it does make me look at next season's Bundesliga and say to myself, oh, wow, there's a... There's a lot of pick names missing. There's I mean Shalk is missing, Cologne could be missing based on the pl- how the playoff goes, Vertebramen missing, you still are missing, uh Ha as Foul, uh Hanover is I'm missing, no, Dusseldorf is missing, uh, good god, uh Kaiserslautern is missing, but good god, they're in the freaking third division. I mean, you could even say the same things about uh Dresden, Rostock, and um someone else uh 1860 you know these are names that all are outside of the bundesliga where you would say oh my god they would easily improve the league on you know replacing an augsburg replacing a freiburg replacing a hoffenheim you know they would totally lend so much more to the bundesliga but them being gone how do you feel about bremen uh taking that exit
1: So before I even have a take on this, um, Axel Hartmann, Mm -hmm. executive director of Frankfurt, had an interesting quote about it. And he was saying that, you know, having Bremen and Schalke and pretty much all those teams that you mentioned um, being relegated is really, really hurting the Bundesliga. And he said because, you know, they have stadiums that fit, you know, up to like 30,000 people. Plus, you know, we have more clubs in the first Bundesliga. That are more in like the like the eight to fifteen thousand uh, type stadiums, and like pretty much his overall argument was that it's bad for the Bundesliga and that revenue would overall drop because there's more there's less teams with a profound um, you know stadium attendance. Right. However, it's it's a very very interesting time in you know, kind of the Bundesliga in terms of like, you know, exposure because, you know, especially here in America, you know, Bundesliga is on ESPN plus, you know, it's definitely been a lot more accessible than it has uh, in the past when it was on, you know, Fox sports where they were only showing a certain amount of games. Now we're seeing a lot more other games and now we get to see some like interesting names. I mean, it's definitely more enticing for, you know, someone from Germany to see like fresh names in, in, in the Bundesliga. but. It's, I think it's also going to kind of, you know, if there's people who are like soccer fans, especially in America, who don't have a team to kind of root for and they see that the Bundesliga is being like advertised more and they're, you know, watching more Bundesliga games and they're falling in love with these like small, t- like small size club, essentially not mid-size, like essentially small.
0: Groy right, 1st like, you're thinking of? <laughs> are
1: I mean, hey, look how much hype they had when Julian Green was on, or when Julian Green got loaned out to them when he was, you know, um, a Bayern player, was considered a Bayern star. I mean, they had a lot of like attention, especially here on the American side. They have
0: two, and now they're getting, and now they're going to be a part of this new of next year's Bundesliga. Julian Green as a kind of typical starter. You got Timothy Tillman as well. It's a.
1: it's it's interesting. It, it doesn't sucks look good that we th-
0: lost a big team, but it's also interesting to want more. How many more American eyeballs will get exclusively just on froth Because remember, uh, I mean, as an American, it's not forgotten that Henry Kissinger is you know like the most famous fan of that club. And right. I, I mean, from a historical standpoint, I will kind of welcome Bochum, a traditional team, Love back to Bochum. the Bundesliga
1: love Bochum. They were always a fun Friday night game to watch when they played Frankfurt, because they, they, they played a lot of like Friday night games um, back in the day when, you know, shit teams played uh, Friday nights. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, Bochum would be also fun, you know. I mean, there's a lot of like old-time teams that are, like, you know, looking like they're making kind of a comeback. I remember Karlsjainz Carl Jena being fun. I mean, Eintracht Braunschweig was pretty fun to watch for a little bit earlier. So this is a really exciting time to kind of showcase like what the Bundesliga is all about. And I, I truly believe that the Bundesliga has way more passionate fans than the Premier League. and hundred percent. I, dude, the over goal, overall goal for me would be, you know, if Bundesliga had way more, you know, coverage and competition than the Premier League, like I totally, but the Bundesliga has so much, has such a great foundation and they do so many, well, not so many right things, but more right things than wrong um, that, you know, I want, it, it, it deserves to be considered as like the best league and the most watched league and, you know, essentially, you know, the United States, you know, more importantly, the world, but um obviously that's a goal that's going to happen in the next 20 years but in in short you know i kind i i see where uh you know hotman our executive director was going with that in terms of the revenue side of things but you know that's super league mentality right there like think of more like the passion kind
0: of thought exactly and we'll see who wins passion or prudence in the relegation playoff, FC Köln is taking on Holstein Kiel, uh, semi-finalists. Boy, they had to go through the ringer having to uh, play four matches that they had in hand. You know, they were so far behind. They looked so far ahead and you thought, oh my God, they might, you know, because uh, Dino Dresden was in that same place, but uh, at the opposite end of the table and their entire season just imploded on itself. I, think, yeah. I think that they got like almost a single point to end the season. They were just in shambles. I'm glad that they're back in the, in the Zvita Liga, but got to get a prediction time because by the ne- by the time we record next match, uh, the relegation playoff will be over. Uh, first match is Wednesday, uh, the 26th, and then uh, the second leg is going to be Saturday, the 29th. Over two legs, Will Cologne be in the Bundesliga or is it going to be Kiel? Cone, I
1: think Cone's got it. I think Holstein Kiel is <laughs> too small. Um, I mean, impressive season, you know. Kudos to the boys. I mean, scored fifty-seven goals, um, had sixty-two points. You know, if they, you know, they could have finished second. I mean, definitely impressive season for the lads. But um, I think Cone has too much history. I think there's too much pride in. Um, Koln and you know this could have just been a hot you know season for Holstein Kiel you know they were like eleventh or twelfth last year in terms of um the win Bundesliga so um I think cologne has got it in the bag if they would have given an aggregate um guess I would I would think Cologne's gonna win five two overall aggregate um, <laughs> wow so, yeah uh
0: if I had to give a prediction I think Cologne is yes. actually uh. I think Cologne's going to blow it. I think we're going to lose three big names of the Bundesliga and the Bundesliga's history. I think we're going to lose it. We've already lost Schalke and Bremen. I think Cologne's going down. And I think that will, Holstein Kiel will be a really interesting story for folks to follow because of the. First time in the Bundesliga, they have a German title. We're talking pre World War One, <laughs> <They were> also <laughs> ages and ages ago. But the fact that um, this is the second time in like four seasons that they've been in this position in the playoffs, and the last time around they were told that if you get promoted, you will not be able to play in the Hosteign Stadion because it was too small. And what did they do? They took that money. Renovated their stadium and now have got it just above 15,000 so that they can then play their Bundesliga matches. At their home stadium, because otherwise they would have had to go all the way to freaking uh, Hamburg to be able to play in a stadium that would have made the grade for the Erste Bundesliga. So just to rub it in their noses like, Haha, you say that we can't do it? Fine. We're going to expand it on purpose and voila, it is now done and uh, it's ready for the Erste Bundesliga. And why not send it to the one? Have a team in the one uh, region in north. You know, we'll actually look. We'll actually have a team uh, in northern Germany, like proper northern Germany. You know, in the erste Bundesliga and the first team out of Schleswig Holstein. So I'm going wow. uh, all in on Kiel. As much as it, it pains me to think that yes, there is a lot to be lost because you know if when fans are all packing in the stadium in force, that is a very very big place. But you know what? Let's go for the little guy this time. <laughs> I mean,
1: what's also holding me back is yeah, they'd be Bayern and you know the DFB oh, at yeah, Pocon, but that was, which that is was awesome cool. That,
0: oh, come on, that was awesome. But like
1: they haven't played yes, obviously that was awesome. But they haven't played anybody else, you know. The last time the last time they played, you know, anyone relevant was Dortmund and look how that kinda happened. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's kinda rough. Can't take but. You, yeah, can't take it away that they beat Bayern. They definitely caught Byron on a bad day, on a well, a great day in our eyes. But um yeah, I, I don't see it at all, Brian. I think I think Cologne's got it. Like you said, maybe maybe they'll have some fans for the um, stadium. I'm not too sure if that's confirmed yet or uh, At least in
0: Cologne, based on um, – so they did say that Cologne, there will not be any fans. It's still up in the air on Kiel. It entirely is based on how many – Uh, cases uh, per capita that they have going on there and it was just a tiny bit too high to allow fans back in the stadium for FC Kuhn but there's a chance that we could have it for uh, Hohstein Kiel. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Matt, thanks for being back on. Uh, Where can people find you in the social media landscape of the world?
1: On Twitter you can find me at Wag8 underscore and then on
0: Instagram you can find me at underscore Wagner8. And you can find me on K- at KCSGE on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at H E F Pond. Facebook.com slash Pond for all the latest English language news covering the iron Track in one convenient location. And of course uh, we'll have a contest, uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> earlier in the podcast. There will be a contest coming up soon, so uh, stay tuned towards that. Bring and home of the you cup,
1: can... ladies.
0: Yeah, let's bring home the cup, Fraun. Uh We want the Frauen de Pei Bocall, you know, to be back in Frankfurt. I don't know how many, like, I don't think that we will get the same amount of folks uh, in the Roma Uh as we did for the 2018 victory, but um hey, uh, there will be plenty of fans, including us here on the podcast, will be celebrating that victory. So in the us famous here words hey of Peter Frank- Fisher,
1: <laughs> <in> Scheiß <Schreisputt> home. Played <laughs> home I botched
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. All right, from all of us here at Hey andre Frankfurt. Let's go, froin, and uh choose
1: ta van la 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 la